Welcome to Podcast 31. Here we have conversations that you're not going to have at church, in Bible study, or in your small group. We're breaking down all of the hottest topics while helping millennial women navigate the crazy world we live in, all while working toward living life as the Proverbs 31 woman God called you to be. So fasten your seatbelts and get ready to get real. I'm your pilot, Aislinn Wade, and we're taking off in five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast 31. How are you guys? How have you been? How's your week been? Did you miss me? I missed you. What y'all been up to? Has everybody been minding their business? What's going on out here in these streets? I just need to know. What are y'all doing? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So last time I saw you guys, or I talked to you guys rather, um, we talked about relationships. We talked about not settling. We talked about... um, The dangers of settling. Well, some of the dangers. We didn't really get that deep into it, but we did talk about it. And um, we're back. We're back with another episode. We're not going to talk about not settling this time. At least that's not the plan. But we are going to (laughs) talk. So shout out to everybody that's listening right now. Ooh, excuse me. Shout out to um, everybody who's listening outside of the United States. Uh, What's up? Welcome, welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, Welcome in your native tongue. We're happy to have you, and um, so glad you guys are here. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here. That's exciting. So, let's move right on in. Y'all know how we like to do it. Oh, I guess I should give y'all an update on me, huh? Listen. First of all, um, I've been good. (laughs) I've been blessed. Um, I've been busy. I have been... School has been... We're at midterms, and so I only had... Well, I had two classes that I had to take a midterm for and so one has one I didn't do as well as I wanted to the other one I don't know because she has yet to grade that or a review that I did a month ago so we're just gonna wait for her to finally you know grade (laughs) our assignments and then I'll let you know how it went other than that it's spring break it is spring break and uh by the time you guys hear this I'll be on vacation I will be out doing my thing getting some sun having some fun and exploring the city so (laughs) that's me i'm living my best life god has blessed me and he has elevated me and i am on the move i'm on the go and for those of you who ask for travel vlogs guess what you're getting ready to get your first one so that's that but you already know what time it is i got the gang in the building say what's up what's up oh my god Oh, man. <laughs> you already know who it is. Oh, I... Zizzle. Uh-uh, uh-uh, skirt. Kylie is back, y'all. That's right. She, ugh, y'all pray for me one more time. Say another prayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right A big one, please. Big prayers, big prayers. Yep, yep, yep. Kylie's back in the building. Tell us what you've been up to since the last time they saw you, heard from you. Please. Um, still doing my school thing. Mm. Thank you, God. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, still doing the school thing. Just started. Um, actually, my 
my third fifth week of classes. I'm an accelerated program. Um, said to be a physical therapist assistant. Oh, yep. Sure. So that's been going really quickly, but it's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's a one step closer to my degree. Just one step closer. Yep. Oh, thank you, God. Yes, thank you, God. It's been a long time. All right. What's it? What's next? Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So y'all know how we do it here. We got three segments and we're getting ready to jump in with the first one. So let's jump in and let's talk about, you guessed it, the word on the street. What is the word on the street? Word on the street is us letting you know what the streets are saying. The streets are talking and we want you to know what they're talking about. And we're going to talk to you about what the streets are talking about. And we're going to break it down and we're going to talk together. So let's talk about the word on the street. So first up, in conjunction with last week's um, topic of conversation, if you will, actress and musician, is she an actress? I've actually never seen her act in anything, but musician um, Katy Perry, she has announced that she is pregnant. Musician and American Idol judge, there you go, singer. Katy well, Perry, yeah, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom are expecting their first child together. But I think for both of them, it's their first. Like, he doesn't have any kids outside of her. She doesn't have any kids. Yep, so they're expecting. Um, congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Good, good. Is she, how old is she? That's a good question. I don't know. Let's ask. He's like 40-something. Is he old? I mean, I mean, I'm older. older. I, he's older than her, I think. I think so. Yeah. We're going to find out. Give me just a second. Hmm. Yeah, that came as a shock to me because I didn't even... Out of all the people to get pregnant, I... That just came as a shock to me. I'm sure it shocked her just as much as it's shocking me. <laughs> so she is 35. Okay. How old is he? He is. They've been together since 2016. How many years is that? Really? Yeah. I thought it was longer than that. Well, I guess because the on and off again thing just really just yeah. has thrown us off. So he is... 44? I don't know. because He's 43. Oh, wow. Good guess. Oh, yeah. He is old. Durr than her. Older. You said she's 35? She's 35. He's almost 10 years older than her. Why did I feel like... Anyway, I really thought she was... A little bit older. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. I forgot he was married to wow. Miranda Kerr. Oh. That was a long... Really? Yeah. Indian Chief come a long, long way. That was a long time ago. I forgot about that. See, you learn something new every day. How old is mm -hmm. she? So she's 36, so he likes him young. Mm -hmm. He likes him about That's 10 years younger. Doing, yeah. Yep. She's from Australia. Of course she is. <laughs> but she married somebody else in 2017. Oh, this dude. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Oops. Um, Digging too deep. So, yeah, I'm a digger. Y'all know how I do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kitty Purry, she is expecting. And like I said, that shocked the heavens out of me. And um, I'm sure it shocked the rest of y'all to hear that right now. So, the thing I want to say about this is um, the way that she revealed her pregnancy so she did post these tweets. She's like, OMG, I'm so glad I don't have to suck it in anymore or carry around a big purse, LOL. But um, she just put out a new single and she just put out a new music video for that single. And the name of the song 
is never worn white. And if you couldn't guess it, it's about exactly what you think it's about. It is about her. I listened to the clip. Um, can we play it? We can play a little bit. We can't play a lot here. I'll play a little clip. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, don't they aren't gonna come and get me with copyrights? But uh, <laughs> that was me. Oh, that was the dryer or the washer. Lord have mercy, <laughs> stuff is breaking around here. So let me just say, she's giving me Kelly Clarkson vibes in this video. She looks beautiful in this white dress and the, the blonde hair and the swoop. It's beautiful. Not the Katy Perry that I'm used to seeing. But the song is about um, it's about the fact that she's never been married. She's 35. She's never worn white, as in she's never been married. But she goes on in the end of the clip that you can see on her Instagram. She goes on to say um, she wants to get it right and she really wants to try with you. Meaning, what it sounds like to me is that she's saying, no, I've never gotten married. I've never had that moment on my cell phone. I've never had that moment. <laughs> but um, it almost sounds like she's trying to subliminally say, all right, sir, we have, we now have a baby on the way and um, I want to get married. What do you think about that? have been together for four years maybe longer like you said it felt like it was longer but it shouldn't take you getting pregnant to put out a music video to put out a song about wanting to get married in a music video to finally like get him to wake up and realize oh yeah she wants to marry me like if it if you don't know in four years first of all that not only do you want to marry that that person wants to marry you but you want to marry that person then like what are you doing and if you think that a kid is going to make him marry you or like that's a little like we're having a baby. We have to get married. Like if he hasn't done it in all this time and she's the second wife. Now, this is her second marriage as well. But that was like they did that on a whim. Russell, she was married to Russell Brand. What? I knew that. No, you didn't. No, I knew she was definitely... <laughs> no, when you said that, I forgot that she was um, married before. I do... Mm-hmm. She's oh. trying to look it up. Sure am. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Yes, she was married to Russell Brand. So, this is both their second marriage, but um, but their first time... Oh, that's... Yeah, I knew that. That's oh, been God. so long ago. Yeah, oh, she <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how. Yeah, irrelevant. Oh, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But regardless, going back to, like, I guess what we said last week, congratulations are in order, nevertheless, because she's having a baby. Um, but still, not Katie nor any lady. You do not have to beg a man to marry you. Like, it. This video is not subliminal at all. It's very obvious, but you should you shouldn't have to go through um, this process. Like you shouldn't have to put out a song and a music video to get a man to want to marry you. So, Amen. yeah. But other than that, outside of that, congratulations to Baby Bloom. Congrats. Coming to a city near you. Oh god. <laughs> so moving on. Um, let's see. Let's go from most intense to least intense. So, <laughs> some of you may know, this story's been going around about, uh-oh, hold up, hold up, about a man named Nathaniel Woods. Nathaniel Woods is, in fact, let me just Google it so I can read you the story right. It was a dark and stormy night. Uh, no, that's not it. Now, see, y'all get serious about her business. Here we go, here we go. All right, so, it says... So Alabama to execute Nathaniel Woods on Thursday, so that's today, despite questions about his, um, Lord, I cannot read, <laughs> and killing three police officers. So it says, an Alabama man convicted of killing three police officers in 2004 is scheduled to be executed today, Thursday, despite questions um, of his culpability. Lawyers for Nathaniel Woods, he's 42, have maintained his innocence, pointing out that Another defendant in the case confessed to being a lone gunman. Woods's attorney asked Woods's attorneys have asked Alabama government Alabama Governor K Ivy I V E Y Ivy mm -hmm. Ivy with an E yeah. to um, commute his sentence. Uh, an appeal also made by a number of activists, including Martin Luther King III the son of the civil rights icon, wrote in a letter to Governor, in just two days, your state and the state I was born in is set to kill a man who is very likely innocent. Killing this African-American man whose case appears to have been strongly mishandled by the courts could produce an irreversible injustice, he wrote. Ivy's office declined comment. There was no immediate comment from the state attorney general's office. So it says, let's see, lawyers say defense was inadequate. So basically... Um, they're getting ready to execute him for a crime that he didn't commit. And he's, I mean, he's been, he, this was in 2004, so. 16 years. Yeah. So they're getting ready to, it's supposed to happen today, but apparently people are petitioning, um, to try to get this case re-looked at because they're about to kill him for something he didn't do. Yeah. I'm going to need you to talk into the mic and not mumble. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean they got today's the day so i haven't seen anything else. i saw it on the news last night but i haven't seen anything else today but you can call if you want to stand by this case you may you may call the Al uh, the alabama bureau of pardons and paroles at 334-242-8700 that's 334-242-8700. And you can urge them to grant Nathaniel Woods a reprieve immediately. So, what do y'all think about that? 
Ouch. She over here laughing at me. Now focus. Now, I can't. I tell you what. I need some new co-host. All right. You hear that, y'all? She's recruiting new co-hosts. <laughs> y'all put, start putting your applications in. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yep. Send them to uh, at K-I-L-Y underscore three underscore. What is it? X-O. K-A-K-Y. That's what I said. <laughs> have we sent it to the wrong person? <laughs> yeah. And it's really sad. I think the saddest thing about it is um, Martin Luther King the Jr. The, well, Martin Luther King the Third actually. Um, he's right. This isn't. It would be an irreversible injustice because they can't fix it if it comes out. If they if they execute him today, I'm saying kill him. Like you know, they have the shooting line. They don't do that anymore. Things are falling. Just put it on the floor. That way it doesn't. Yeah, just just drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Low girl. Drop. Hot mess. Drop. <laughs> Hot. Anyway. Um, if they execute him and they, it comes out later that like he was innocent the whole time there, I mean, it's irrevert. They can't just bring him back from the dead. I mean, you know what? Oh, here she go. If y'all want to lay him in a tomb and say, Jesus, I need you to call him out. Like you call Lazarus, go ahead and try it if you shall. But I don't think that Jesus is going to be like, Nathaniel, Come out like he did Lazarus. Like that was a one-time deal for. <laughs> well, no, he did it for the little girl too. Anyway, I'm not gonna be. Look, y'all read them stories for yourselves in the Bible, okay? But, <laughs> but um, it's just. I mean, so it's funny because, um, and a lot of people don't know this, but my very own cousin came to vi from. He came from Tennessee to visit my family. And this was years back. I think I was in high school. And the day that he was supposed to get on the plane and go back to Tennessee, he never boarded the plane. And it was like, it went from like, what time is Anthony, uh, what time is his flight supposed to land to, um, <coughs> to, we haven't heard from him to, um, Mrs. Wade, Mrs. Wade, my mother, not I, we have your nephew, um, or your cousin or whatever here at the hospital, we need you to come see him, you know, because you're the only family or whatever that we can track down in the state. And um, he, by the time I saw him, he, so when he left my house, he was totally healthy. He had a beer with my dad. They were laughing, talking. And I was like, you know, travel safe, travel safe, you know, good to see you. And when I saw him again, he was like on life support. Like he, the machine was breathing for him. He wasn't breathing. And this, they gave us the runaround for the longest time, kept him on life support, and it was, oh, he had been mugged, oh, this had happened. Turns out that um, my cousin's death was a result of police brutality. Yeah, some of y'all don't know that. So some of you guys think that, uh, especially some of you who know me my whole life, think that like, oh, she's just behind the Black Lives Matter thing because like, this is new and she's embracing her blackness. No, this has always been a thing. I just never told you. Um, but this happened when I was in high school, so... My cousin died as a result of police brutality. Um, I'm not sure what happened. I do know that, yes, he was not mentally all the way there. But um, from what I can assume, from what I remember, I haven't really brought it back up because it's a touchy subject for my aunt and my mom. 
um, who the only thing that I wish that she would have done, she said she thought about it, but she didn't do. I hate that she assumed. She always assumes like they're going to do it this way. She never took it to the news. She said she wanted to, but she never did because she's like, they're not going to air that. And I was like, you know, now that older, like, mom, you don't know what they're going to do. You need to try. But she didn't try. Um, but it's okay because other people's stories have come out. So this is not, we know, we know that it's happening. But from what I can assume, I think that um, it was a like po police black man and they're like, where are you going? Where are you headed? And black man's like, I know my rights back up. And the cops are like, you're coming with us. And he's like, why? I'm not coming anywhere because I told you to get away from me. No, like I'm not under arrest. Like I wasn't doing anything wrong. And that turned into let's beat him to death. And they beat him to death. Like straight, they straight up beat him to death. Um, so I say that to say that a black face is, it's really easy to find justice when the face of justice is black. So in the case of Nathaniel Woods, it's going to be really easy for them because three officers were killed in this case. It's going to be really easy for them to just continue to go through with the conviction and say, well, let's put somebody away for this. And this is the perfect candidate because he's, he's a black face. This is a perfect person to put away. And if it comes out later that he's innocent, we may or may not let it out to the public. So I hope that they do not execute him today. I hope that they get this taken care of and let's reevaluate this case. If y'all took all this time to convict Harvey Weinstein, you can, uh -huh. Y'all still haven't convicted Kevin Spacey, so if you can take all this time for Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey, you can take this time to reevaluate this case and make sure that you're putting the correct person behind bars. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> I got my feelings over here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's the right way. Yeah. We'll know by the end of the day. I'll be in class, but I'm sure I'll get something on my phone. So, yeah. On a lighter note. Well, we're going to get a little bit lighter, and then we're going to get really light. Yeah. So, um, Beatrice Dixon. Y'all know who that is? She's literally thinking. She's like, no. Uh, yes. Uh, sounds real familiar. Don't look it up. I'm getting ready to tell you. Beatrice Dixon launched her own plant-based feminine hygiene company called Honey Pot in 2014 and gained the attention of Whole Foods and Target. In a recent ad, she said, the reason why it's so important for Honey Pot to do well is so that the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she can have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me. So Honey Pot, you can find, which I'm going to look at next time I go to Target. It's only in like Target and Whole Foods. It's not in Walmart or anything like that yet. But the next time I go, I'm going to look at it because I'm always thinking about my feminine hygiene and I would rather it's everything's plant based and like organic. So like for me, I, I mean, I'm not saying like I use a lot of feminine hygiene products, but I, <laughs> I use, you know, I try to use products to keep it fresh down there. I'm very active. I'm always moving throughout the day. And with my job, when I have to go to the bathroom, I don't always get to go to the bathroom when I need to go to the bathroom. Sometimes I have to wait. And I'm like running across the bank to get to the bathroom. So, um, it's good to have, excuse me, I'm like all up in the mic. <laughs> but it's good to, um, 
I mean, obviously, it's a black-owned business, so you know I'm going to support it. But other than that, it's organic and plant-based. And that's how I live my life, organic and plant-based. So I want natural things in my lady parts and not artificial things. So um, the statement that she said about, you know, it's important for um, the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she can have a better opportunity... It was in the commercial. There was a Target commercial, and she was giving that interview. And it was her and two other people, also black, who were probably helper, you know, helped her with this company. Um, and they were looking at the product in Target, and they were like, oh, like, it looks so good. You know, they were proud of it. So apparently her statement has triggered certain individuals. Oh, I thought that was on vibrate. My fault. Melvin Gordon is going to be a free agent, y'all, just oh in case you were God. wondering. <laughs> it's very likely that he will be a free agent, so be looking out. <laughs> anyway, um, her statement triggered, triggered certain individuals, and they wasted no time to leave nasty and negative comments about her company. So, for your listening pleasure, I'm going to read you some of those comments. I will not play you the commercial, but I will read you some of the comments. You ready? Um, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want anybody to come for me, but let me just say one comment said a racist company that believes it's okay to insult white women in the name of social justice. Racist commercial makes me feel like a white kid could not be good enough for honey pot, pro honey pot pro uh, products. Now, first of all, I didn't start using feminine hygiene products until I was at least 18 years old. So what kid is going to be using any kind of feminine product. Also, um, for those of you who are not of the African-American community, how many of you actually heard your mama, your auntie, your grandmama call your lady parts a honeypot growing up? Because I'm pretty sure the answer is none of you. <laughs> That's something that like old Southern black moms say. Like, oh, you got that little honeypot over there. You need to keep it clean. Here we go. Outrageous racist commercial. Um, I will never deal with this company. The doubled standard continues. Done with Honey Pot and Target. So were you using it to begin with? Because of the racist commercial, sorry, the racist comments in the commercial airing now, I will never consider anything Honey Pot and I will from today forward only consider Target when, only consider Target when there is no alternative. If this was a white woman speaking about the future of other whites, it would be an uproar. Sorry, Target and Honey Pot, I'm done with you. This also pisses me off. Um, as oh god, as if the white Irish were not poor and enslaved and didn't ooh, and didn't survive off the dirt. They had to eat dirt. Woo! It's been hard for women. Period. It's a class war, not a race. Woo, Jesus, right now. In the, your mighty name, get me through these comments, God. I didn't read these before. I did. I should have read these before we did this podcast. Now I want to hear the ad. Ooh, Okay, mm, my God. What is, oh, what is, of course, A-T-T-A-B-O. Oh, <laughs> it was stupid. Oh, my God. It's a class war, not a race war. But thank you, Target, for effing up entirely. It is offensive and racist as a commercial, and I will avoid the product at all costs. Good! Didn't 
somebody ask you for your stinky, musty, not honey pot anyway. We don't want your mold pot in the first place. Now, see, I tried. I tried. I made it all the way. We all, we're almost at the end. I really tried. <clears throat> I will avoid the product at all costs. It would be, it would have, wait, would be so easy to have promoted all women struggling to grow a business, but no, pulling out, pulling out the race card. Please stop airing this commercial every 50 seconds. I'm glad I'm the only, what is this, thousand offended person here? And the commercial came out during Black History Month. Such an, and, oh, and somebody tweeted, the commercial came out during um, Black History Month. So empowering messages for black folks was the point. And then somebody, that's exactly the point. They still incorrect soon, blah, 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 blah. White women are, oh, somebody tweeted, white women are catered to by every company under the sun and black owned company, and a black owned company comes out to cater to black women and it's a problem. Y'all are disgusting. It should be for, why did people write like this? Okay, it should be for all women to tell, to, wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all get the, get the Twitters. It should be for all women. Tell that to the other brands that have no options for black women. Chow, you right about that. Because <laughs> how long did it take Pantene to get a four-colored hair? One, right. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have been holding this back for five minutes. They hate when it's not about them. Mm -hmm. They hate it. Mm -hmm. And they will sit there and dog us to no end. Because of that. Because it's not solely about them. Mm -hmm. Like, God forbid we have one thing that's like for us. Yeah. Can we not have a moment? Ooh. That's all I have to say right now. <laughs> that burn. That. They. Yeah. Mm hmm. Go on, Aislinn. <laughs> they, oh, they can't stand it. Trigger warning. I hope y'all know what day it is. I ain't gonna say it. I probably should have started with that trigger warning. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely disgusting. Like, because now she has a point. Sure. If Katy Perry, I'm just using her because we talked about her earlier, but if Katy Perry came out with a natural organic line and she said, I just hope that little white girls um, can look at this and know that they can do anything growing up. Yes, you're absolutely right. We'd be like, girl, what? But the difference is, while you want to talk about white of Irish slaves, let me break it down to you like this because my wonderful, wonderful professor, doctor, she's not a doctor, but I'm gonna call her that because she's so educated, Dr. Laura Lacey, shout out to my wonderful history professor. She laid this down for us real plain in class in case there was any confusion. And in case you were wondering, Dr. Lacey is a Caucasian woman, so there's that. Um, the Irish were not slaves. They were brought here and they were meant to be used as slaves, but they were indentured servants. Do you know what that means? It means that they were promised land. They were promised money. They were promised housing. They were promised food and they were promised a better life. All they had to do in exchange for that was work for their wealthier counterparts in this new world that we now call America for a few years. And then after a few years, they get their own chunk of land. So for those of you who still don't get it, let me break it down for you. You go to a farm and the owner of the farm has the big house in the back or in the middle and he owns the farm, right? But then he has other people that work on the farm. Now on that farmland, there's other smaller houses on that land. And those people that live there are not necessarily family, but actually farmhands, people that help him tend the farm, that work on the farm. This was the case for you, for the white Irish slaves, as that woman so put 
hooded that had to eat dirt. No, y'all didn't have to eat dirt. You got to eat bread and you got to eat whatever they had. You didn't have to eat chitlins and chicken feet because it was the only thing left, the only scraps left from the food. You got to eat the food that the people who owned the land got to eat as well. It was us uh, okay. that had, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm going there. there. No, I'm, I'm there. She's right here. I'm coming. I'm coming because it was, uh, I mean, granted, I'm not eating chitlins ever, ever again in my life. And I don't understand why my parents ever eat that mess. It's nasty. But the point is, is that we had no option but to eat that. See, now we have an option. Now we have good jobs and we have, we're able to say, I'm not eating chitlins. But back in those days, chitlins were all we could eat. And if you don't know what a chitlin is, it's a pig intestine right where the poop comes from. That was our option. I'm sorry. Sorry, y'all. She ain't yelling. Just to clarify, she's not yelling at y'all. She's <laughs> mainly yelling at the woman that commented about that. Um, yes, I'm yelling at that. What's what's her name? I'm about to put her out here no, right no, no, now. Look, no, no, Kyla's no. like, close the article. <laughs> so my point is, my point is this. Why well, you want to talk about indentured servants. Um, you, I, the, the white <laughs> Irish were not enslaved. They were not enslaved. They were indentured servants. And guess what? Most of them didn't actually carry out the seven years that they were supposed to work for their wealthier counterparts because they either died or they got lazy. That's why they chose to rip us from our home country in Africa and use us as slaves. Because, see, they figured if they could bring us over here in the way that they did and keep us beaten down from the jump, and make it seem like they were the superior and we were not, that they could hold us down. See, they treated us like cattle. Look at some of the pictures, the things they did to slaves who ran away. They treated us like cattle because they saw us as cattle, because they felt like that was the only way to get done what they needed to get done. When in reality, they could have just got out there and grabbed a rake and did it themselves. But they didn't. Right. What's that? Crickets, right? Exactly. So... <laughs> No choice for it to be crickets. You cannot talk back. <laughs> you cannot talk back. That's right. <laughs> but the point is, coming out of slavery, because that's a whole topic for a whole nother time, the reason that it is absolutely okay for her or me or anybody else to say, I want little black girls to see what I'm doing and know that anything is possible, is because there was a time where a little black girl couldn't, there was nothing possible for a little black girl. You want me to tell you what the fate of a little black girl was back in those times? It was to be raped by her slave master. It was to bear a child for the slave master's wife who couldn't bear children. That was the fate of a 12-year-old girl, black girl, in those times. We, we had nothing to aspire to except being cattle. That was our fate. So yes, unfortunately, women who do not look like us, they have had these opportunities all their lives. They are the market. They are the market. We have never been the market. So excuse us for finally getting something. And just so we're clear, y'all didn't have anything negative to say when Crazy Rich Asians came out, which was a wonderful movie, and they should do more movies like that because Asian culture is amazing. All cultures are amazing, and they should be celebrated. That was a real... I'm sorry. That was a It was movie. really I good. I would love to see it again. I own it. <laughs> okay, you know what? Movie night when you get back. No, seriously. That was, I mean, that was eye-opening. I was like, wow. Y'all Yeah. Y'all got a lot of trauma, but like, it was... No, it was good. <laughs> It was good. I, I cried for that. That was real. 
You did. You probably did cry did. in the wedding scene when they realized yes. they loved each other. I, yep, yep, I yep, was yep, so yep. happy. That was. Is that on Netflix? It's not on I, Netflix. I, I said Netflix. It is on Amazon Prime. I mean, I own it on Amazon Prime, so. Damn. But you don't have access to my Amazon Prime login. That's all right. We'll have movie night. <laughs> to catch up anyway. Yeah. That, yeah. You know what? Yeah. And there should be more movies like that. Since, since mm-hmm. let's get real about this. Since y'all want to talk about, oh, we have one product of Feminine Caroline in Target, and that's such a big deal. And oh, we're so happy for the gay inclusion. And I'm, again, nothing wrong with the LGBTQ community, but I'm saying you're so happy that in a children's movie there's a lesbian character included. Why can't we celebrate the fact that there's a movie about Hispanic heritage and what it's really like growing up in a Hispanic family, or Asian heritage and what it's really like growing up in an Asian heritage or an Asian family, or black? heritage why can't why was it such a big problem that um black panther came out and we were so hyped about wakanda go ahead no i'm gonna say this thing because you know well, well i'm sure everybody knows about medea you know she's no longer with the same boy but uh <laughs> she's still alive she just right but But my mom was talking about that, and it was just like, you know, it's funny, like, white... Go ahead. The people, the white people, they think that they know how we really are based off of Medea. They think that every black person, just like how Medea and the family and all them were, and it's like, that's not no. all of us. Like, we don't act like that. Y'all, and... And they love that movie, those shows and everything like that, because it depicts us in a negative way. But if when we're sitting up there in the movies with our nice homes, with our jobs, you know, with doctorate, whatever, like, they don't like that. And they're like, oh, they bougie. Well, granted, yeah, yeah I mean, we a little bougie. Some. Yeah. There are some, don't get me wrong, but there are ones that just want better. Like, there's the people that's black parents wanted better for them than what they have for themselves. Is that... Not like is that a problem? Like, can we not have that? That's why certain people would never like that movie, Jump in the Broom with Paula Patton. Because if y'all haven't, let me just paint it to you like this. So Paula Patton is this wealthy gr- black girl. Mm-hmm. Paula Patton's mixed in real life. She was Robin Thicke's ex-wife, baby mama, mm-hmm. still baby mama, obviously, because Jul- little Julian. But um, so she plays a wealthy black girl, and she comes from good, you know, good family, lots of money, wealthy parents. And she marries a guy from the city, you know, and like they, they don't have a lot. Mom works at the post office, had to work her whole life to, you know, just get her son to a point where he could finally have a good job, live a good life and, you know, retire her one day. Excuse me. And um, so there's one scene in the movie. And I think that's probably why like that movie, because that movie came out in theaters. A lot of black films, they come out on TV, but this one came out in theaters. And I think that that's why this movie didn't do as well. Because um, there's one scene in particular and they're driving. It's the fiance and his family and his like mom and cousin or whatever. And they're driving to Paula, Patton char- Paula Patton's character's home. And she lives like in the Hamptons and this really nice neighborhood right on the beach. Only a few houses in the neighborhood. Big, beautiful houses. And they own all this land. And everybody in that little like cul-de-sac, if you will, was black. And they live in these big, beautiful beach houses, like million dollar homes. And the people that were tending their yard 
were white. And they made a comment, in the movie, they made a comment. They were like, oh, they got white. You know how Mike Epstein, oh, they got white folks out here tending to yawn. <laughs> but that, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to see that. It's like, they're so stuck in the narrative of like us being beneath that like they want to keep it that way. They can't see that like evolution has to happen. We can't stay the same. We had, for God's sakes, we had a president. Like we had the first black president. And he was well-spoken and his wife is well-spoken. Like, we're not we're not all those people from the city, from the inner city who, you know, can't speak well or gangbang. And we're definitely not those people that we were 400 years ago who can't stand up for themselves or get their feet chopped off because they're trying to run away from a life of oppression and being beat for not picking enough cotton. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So good, you know what? We're proud of Honey Pot Productions. Honey Pot Productions. Let me stop. The Honey Pot Products because we deserve it. We deserve to have something. We deserve to have our products in Walmart. And and another thing, how come you all so mad about Honey Pot, but you have nothing to say about Carol's daughter? That's what I was going to say. Yes. Yep. Or any of those other hair products. Yep. We put out new hair products. Is her stuff natural though? And organic? Some of it. I, I don't think know that's if it's her. part of the issue. Uh-oh, come on. No, I'm just saying. That's why I've been thinking the whole time. Like, I think that's a part of the issue is that a black woman figured how to do that, like, for the feminine products, like, in a natural and organic way. Well, they're going to hate the story that I, I tell y'all in Big Ups. You know, you know they, they love organic, organic, everything. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah, I thought about that. I'm like, how come? Because I was thinking about like Shea Moisture and all that, all the black hair care products. Yep, but Carol's daughter. Yep, y'all. I didn't hear a word about all that when she came out. Huh? None of them. Didn't think so. Then there's tons right. of. <laughs> yeah. There's tons and tons, but like. And for God's sakes, since we're on hair care products, <laughs> there are the. Let's. <laughs> because did I not see well I mean I'm, I've always known that but like the first black woman she she made she came up with the shampoo what was it the shampoo something hold on shampoo perms how to curl yes, your yes. hair Madam C.J. Walker yes that's right Madam C.J. Walker yeah thanks shout out to the Proud family for never let me forget <laughs> yeah Madam C.J. Walker yes yep yes there's so many things that we did first and they you wouldn't have traffic lights dug under the under the rug. Come on, I know it's March, but I don't care. It's always Black History. You wouldn't have traffic lights without us. Yeah. Come on, you wouldn't have relaxers without us. You wouldn't have shampoo nor conditioner without us. You wouldn't have makeup without my well, our people, the Native Americans. You wouldn't have tattoos without the Native Americans. I could go on and yeah. on and on, but I'm gonna spare you because that's not what this podcast was yeah. about. <laughs> I want. I really wanted to touch on something about the. Feminine products, but that's for a different, that's for a different mm -hmm. topic, different day. <sighs> yeah, that went, um, left, but that was good. I had to get that out because that really spit it out. It did. It's sad. It is sad. It's really sad. And that's, that's what I was going to say. So I am people now at work, they, they mess it up so much at work that like, I find myself saying this and it's not true because I personally, I don't. That right now at this point in time in my life I couldn't do that because I don't have the time but people at work I'm a pescatarian meaning that I only eat fish I'm plant-based though so I'm a plant-based pescatarian 
um, or vegetarian. And the reason that vegans are considered more plant-based than vegetarians is because vegans don't even eat a lot of the alternatives that they have at the store. They make a lot of stuff from plants, from what they have at home, what they buy, like naturally. Um, I do the same thing. So I'm like a plant-based pescatarian. I do not eat as much fish as most pescatarians do because mercury is a thing. And also, I think I've said this before, in gout with the shrimp. Um, but occasionally, like, I will have some salmon or something, tilapia. Like, I I find new ways. My parents are country southern folks from Mississippi. So if I need to find, shoot, my granddad is still in Mississippi. If I need to find new ways to cook fish, all I got to do is call my family or ask my parents. But um, I'm plant-based, meaning that a lot of the things that I cook, um, I meal prep once a week for the whole week. And a lot of things I make, I make from plants. I go out and I buy the vegetables and I make them how I want them and I cut the eggplant and put the liquid smoke on there and season it up and crisp it just right in the oven so that it tastes like bacon. Like I do all of that naturally. Um, and, but I don't have time. The point is at work, they call me, they say that I'm a vegan. They tell everybody that comes into work like, Oh, she's a vegan. I'm not a vegan. I don't have time to be a vegan. It takes a lot more work than I have time to give. <laughs> but, um, my point is, is that like, even with that, like a lot of us are that way, but if one of us, cause I was talking to my mom about this and I was telling her about like, um, I think I've said this before. I have, I have detox kits, detox kits that I'm going to put out with limitless health. But one of the things that my, um, CFO and I have been talking about, she handles my finances and all my business strategies. Um, she, um, we were talking about like my meal kits and I was saying how I wanted to do that. And I was telling my mom, like, I wanted there to be alternatives for like, you know how you buy like chicken breasts and stuff like that at the store? I wanted there to be plant-based alternatives for things like that. Just so that like you don't feel left out and you can go to the store and pick up something that's like a chicken breast, but it's not soy, it's not tofu, it's it's really it's still healthy and organic. And um I think one of the things you can I can see it in her face, but she never says it out loud. But one of the things she's thinking of is like they're gonna give you H-E double hockey sticks We're trying to put that out there because they wouldn't expect somebody who looks like you to put out a product that most people like them would want to buy because everybody's so vegan and organic and this and that. And I was like, you're right, but that's not going to stop me because at the end of the day, I'm putting it out there because I know I'm not the only person that wants to eat this way that wishes that they had an alternative like that because they don't have time to go to the store and buy the mushroom and cut it and slice it and put it the right way. They just want to buy it already. They are just sitting there waiting just like they would buy a chicken breast. I'm not the only person who needs that. Just like Beatrice Dix Dixon, is that her name? Yes, that's her name. Yeah, she wasn't the only person who wanted organic natural feminine products that's why she made that she made it for everybody she just happens to be a black woman who made it yeah yeah so don't feel excluded because you're not you can use them wipes too and you probably need them oh, moving on yeah <laughs> we rooting for you beatrice we, we got your back we going to target as soon as we get up off of here i need some new I wipes anyway went. i'm going on vacation i almost went early we about to go look right now. Look, I'm a busting target. Where are the wipes at? Lead me to the honey pot. Shoot, I want to go just just to see. So moving on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> our last thing for um, the word on the street is, um, what is this girl's name? Let me get this right. Here we go. 33-year-old actress Raquel Bailey, whose um, tenacity and billboard pitching gesture caught the eye of Tyler Perry, is now set to make her debut on his BET show, Sisters. 
yesterday, Wednesday. So let me explain. Well, let me say. So after laying out her coins to purchase a billboard strategically strategically placed near Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta last summer, Bailey was invited to audition for an upcoming role in one of Perry's projects and eventually landed the part. Now, if you don't know, this in the summer of last year, Raquel Bailey, she put up this big poster near Tyler Perry Studios and it said, attention, Tyler Perry, this is your, Raquel Bailey is your new leading lady. And Tyler Perry went on Instagram and he was like, I don't like this. If I, he was like, I don't just give people handouts because they grab my attention. If you want a part in one of my productions, I will give you a chance if you have the talent. Come audition for me. And so he said he didn't like it. He was like, it puts my office on high alert. So next time, don't do that. Just come audition. And so she did. Needless to say, before you're like, oh, man, the handouts. No, there was not a handout. She did audition. And she landed a part on the show. And I have it on my DVR. So I'll watch it and tell y'all how it went. Um, but she said, speaking, it says, speaking with CNN about the audition, she explains, I wasn't looked at as the billboard girl. I was looked at as an actress. Later, she notes um, how her two children inspired her. I wanted my children to see me go after my dreams at any cost because one day they'll have to chase a dream and I'll be able to say you can do it because mommy did it. Now, let me guess. Y'all going to say she racist for that, too? Huh? They didn't say that. They didn't say that, but I'm just asking. Okay, you're right. Let me calm down. Yeah, we're off that. <laughs> we're really off that. Woo. This is supposed to be the lighter. The lighter, lighter, lighter. That's right. That's right. That's Woo. right. That's right. Okay. 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 Well, I think that's great. Um, I I agree with him. That is not the, that wasn't the way to go about it. But she redeemed herself. She went in. She auditioned, yeah. and so she got the role. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. That's a bold move. So I'm like, Ooh. That is a bold move. But, yeah, I'm glad she, she's the right way. And I'm glad he gave her a chance and he didn't just, like, shut her out because of that. Yeah. Because if good. he was... He would have. Y'all love to do that. You would make me mad. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's good. Good for her. She chased her dream. And I love it. Her motivation and her goal was her kids and mm -hmm. them... You know, not just them having a better life, but them seeing that, like, one day I'm going to have to make that decision, and that's why I'm going to do this. And if I can be honest, that's my motivation. The Lord and I were talking about this the other day, and he was like, you'll always have success because you plan ahead. You plan for the future. And it's true. I think with 35-year-old Aislinn in mind, I think with 65-year-old Aislinn in mind, I think about Aislinn's adult children and her children who are in high school. And I know that sounds crazy to some of you, but that's just the way that I'm wired. I think for the future. So everything that I do, I do so that my kids never have to. And one of the biggest reasons why I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, I knew I was going to have a great career and I was going to be a businesswoman, um, was when I was 14, I got braces. And both my sister and I needed braces growing up, but I was the only one that got braces. Her teeth are still exactly the same as mine were before I got mine fixed. But my mom sacrificed and got me the braces. And I'm not saying that she picked favorites because Patrice and I, I mean, my sister and I are nine years apart. But um, I guess at that time she was just like, okay, get the braces. I don't think it mattered to my sister as much as it mattered to me. But um, the thing about it is, and for all those people growing up who thought like, oh, who, who put me down because they thought I was some rich, bougie girl who didn't know what it was like to struggle. When my mom made that decision, my parents were going through a separation. And so the income in the house went from two decent incomes to one income, one woman trying to provide for a daughter in college and a daughter in high school and trying to get the high schooler 
to college as well as get with all my extracurricular activities. I missed a lot of field trips, mission trips, and other kinds of trips because we just could, partly because we couldn't afford it. The other part is because my mom was like, you ain't going nowhere without me, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> She's <laughs> But my point is, my mother sacrificed and she got me the braces um, and she fixed my teeth and um, she said to me, and although I wish that she wouldn't have said it to me, I'm glad she did because it made me work harder. She said, whew, we're going to have to cut back on some things, kid. It was just me and her. And I was like, we were sitting right here in this very room that we're sitting in right now doing this podcast. And she said that to me and I was just like, <sighs> like it just, I think for the first time in my life, oh Lord have mercy. I think for the first time in my life, um, I saw my parent as a human. I know, look at her <laughs> as a human. And um, I really realized what went into parenting. And I felt bad because I felt like it's my fault that if my mom struggles from here on out to provide for me, it's my fault that she's struggling. And I said, I went to my room and I said, God, I never want my kids to feel like that ever and so from that moment on I just knew I said God this is what I want I want this career I want to be like this I want to own this I want to have some of the charity organizations that like I plan on having in the future like I've literally been talking to God about these things since I was 14 before I even lost my dad my stepdad just to um to colon cancer I was already planning on having a cancer research foundation before I went through what I went through in California and I was homeless I was planning on having a foundation for the homeless before I went through losing my pets I was planning on having a foundation for the animals like these are things that he has put in me he put in me as a child and I was like I, I never want my kids to feel like that and that's why I work as hard as I do that's why sometimes like People reach out to me and they text me like, God, you don't text back anymore. Like you don't call. And it's like, I'm not ignoring you, but I got to grind because before you know it, I'm going to be 30 and I'm going to be a wife and I'm going to be a mother. And I need to know that my kids don't have to worry about anything. So I say that because I, um, I can't, I understand where she's coming from in that sense of like, I'm doing this so that my kids can see that they can chase their dreams. And yeah, because there's not a lot of representation for little black kids like her kids. And they need to see that not only, my mommy is a woman who doesn't look like many women with success in this career and she did it. And she she did it for us. She did it so that we would never have to want. And now one day when it's my turn, I can do it too. And that's why I went back to school because I don't need, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Tamara has talked about this before on The Real. I don't need a college education to have the businesses that I have right now or the ones that I'm going to have in the future. I don't need it. It's not necessary. But all I really need is money, drive, and investment or investors. But I chose to go back to school and still continue to get my counseling certification, to get the degree in psychology, and also to go through with the life coaching and relationship coaching because I did it later in life. And I want my I took that hiatus, and I want my kids to know that, like, no matter what, they can still do it, that it's possible. And when they get, when they're young and they're college sophomores or they're college freshmen and they're like, 
I hate this. I want to drop out of here. I just want to, I just want to help with the family business. I just want to have my own business. They can look and say, no, my mom went back at 24 and she did it before and she finished by 30 and look at the life that she's provided for us. <laughs> I know that got so deep up in here. Amen. Amen. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with um, our big ups and we're going to get hopefully into the topic. We spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> All right. So we're back. <laughs> We had to take a little break, but we're back. So let's move into the next segment. Let's not waste any time. We don't want to keep you here long. Um, and that's big ups. For those of you who don't know what big ups is, I'm going to explain it to you. It's real simple. We're just going to give some props to people who are doing great things out here in the culture, in the media, any <laughs> out here in life, in your community, whatever. We're giving some props to those people. So we're going to give them some big ups. So our first big ups is going to go to a teacher right here in Virginia. So <clears throat> it says, although black history is an every day and not only limited, is every day not only limited to just one month, y'all know we always go extra hard when it comes to the month of February. That's true. So with that being said, we have been highlighting some amazing people that continue to help our, keep our history alive. Latoya McGriff, the a first grade teacher from Suffolk, Virginia, is no different. Where is that? Is that by the beach? I think so. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Area. Yeah, down there where the pastor's from. Isn't he from that area? Down by like Norfolk and. Don't know about them. Sorry. He said he was a street pastor. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> so anyway, Siri, some nosy. Um. Anyway. A first grade teacher for Suffolk, Virginia is no different as she used a unique way to help educate her class throughout the month. According to CBS News, LaToya has dressed as a famous black figure to help teach her students about their contributions to our history. She started off the month as dressing as a Virginia native Mary Jackson, excuse me, who was portrayed by Janelle Monet in the 2016 film Hidden Figures. LaToya shared the photo of herself dressed as Jackson and said on her Facebook page, I was Mary Jackson today. She was born in Hampton. Yeah, that's where he's from. Hampton, Virginia. She was a mathematician and she worked as an aeronautical engineer. Um, that's so cool. And if you see her little outfits, she was, um, Lord, I can't even see, but she was different. People. She, oh, she was Thurgood Marshall one day. First of all, let me just say this. That takes a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. That who she was Layla Ali one day Thurgood Marshall let me see let me see let me see just a few um, Lieutenant Colonel Howard Baugh <laughs> Tuskegee Airmen from Petersburg Virginia hey come on greats come from Virginia Doctor L D Britt huh. and um, Booker T Washington oh this Booker T outfit's all right Ella Fitzgerald and then there's Mary Jackson. I think that's nice. Yeah. I think that um, there's not a lot of emphasis put on black history. Let me fix my mic. There's not a lot of emphasis put on um, black history month enough. It is the shortest month of the year. Um, and yet that is the month they gave us, but we'll, we'll skim past that cause we've done enough. <laughs> but I think that teachers really don't like some teachers are like, yeah, it's black history month. Let's watch this film. Oh, you know who Martin Luther King is. Oh, let's talk about the, and like, they just kind of slide past it. But for her to dress up every day and like 
teach, she had little handouts, little papers, and it was like, I'm Thurgood Marshall. I did this. These are my accomplishments. I think that's really sweet. And especially for first graders, they're going to remember stuff like that. They're going to remember that. Um, And kids need that. I remember when I was working in private school and the minorities were few, especially black minorities, like kids that look like me. Um, I had the kids do a trivia challenge one year. Of course, Skittles was the prize or cookies. Skittles, the winner actually got cookies. She got cookies. But um, the prize was food. But I had them do trivia. I had them bring me facts. And um, I said, whoever gives me the most accurate facts is the winner. And the thing about it is that like some of the, a few of the kids, one in particular who thought he was going to win, brought me like 50 facts. But all he did was just Google black history facts and he took a bunch of things off the internet. What I didn't tell them is I was going to cross-reference everybody's facts. So I went to the doctor with my mom and when we were sitting there. Um, we were cross-referencing. We were like, okay, well, if somebody else has the fact that you have, that doesn't count for either one of you. So it ended up being one of the girls that won. So... But that, they need that. They need to know that it's important. It doesn't matter if they're white, if they're black, if they're Hispanic, if they're Asian. Like, they need to know that it's important and that we celebrate it. When it's Hispanic Heritage Month, we celebrate them. The, the Asians need a month, too. Shoot. Like, we'll celebrate them. We celebrate Black History Month. Like, we celebrate. Because every month is history. I hate y'all. <laughs> yeah, y'all can be best friends doing that all the time. Every month is history for the other, the others, the others. But um, it's very seldom that minorities get their, <laughs> their own month <laughs> to celebrate their history. So the point is, is that we celebrate. So, big ups to LaToya. Our next story, staying on the topic of Black History Month, is none other than my brother, my friend. My homie, my compadre, my comrade, the big dog himself, back at it in the arena. He's shooting most accurate three-point shooter in the game. I'm talking about none other than Wardell Steph Curry. That's right. He took the Golden State Warriors from a half-rate team to a... Winning team, a champion team. Ha! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right, brother Steph. We love you, son. We love, we love you. <laughs> so Steph Curry, um, he posted a video and see. Oh, now see, people in their comments. I'm not even gonna look at their comments because I will haul off and slap somebody. I bet she's W H I. Right, 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 oh right, right. This is just about the big ups now. Yeah, they're right. It's about the big ups. So, Steph Curry posted a video, um, it came out like March 1st, March 1st or March 2nd, um, and he has these little like cards, and so it starts with February, and it says, this is Black History Month, throws it down, and then it's March, this is Black History Month, throws it down, April, this is Black History Month, and he keeps going on and on, and he's like, every month, you know, this is Black History Month, he gets to August, he's like, still Black History Month, and so, um, he was just saying that, Every month is Black History Month, and we need to celebrate all year long. And I like that, um, especially because a lot of athletes get a lot of flack. I know they talked about, um, back when the anthem protests were going on, going on they talked about Dak Prescott, and um, he made a comment. She laughing. He made a comment. Um, he made a statement, and anybody who knows Jerry Jones and who um, can read people knew that Jerry Jones played Dak with that statement. Basically, 
somebody asked him about the anthem protest and to just sum it up he was like you know football that's not the time to protest you know he was like we he's like there has to be action um and he kind of said what jay-z said like okay we 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 got it out here we're aware now where is the action um but he was like that's not the time like that's just the time to play football and basically um that was jerry jones speaking through dak and we know that because dak was a rookie and he was at the top of his game. He had an amazing rookie season. And so Jerry Jones used him as a mouthpiece and was like, say this. And he didn't know any better. So he said it. You know, he's just starting out. He wants to keep his job. He thinks he's doing something right. And so um, people tried. They they did portraits of him from um, Get Out. Like when he was in the sunken place and he was like, and the tears were running down his face and his eyes were wide. They did portraits of him like that. They're like, Dak in the sunken place. And, yep, called him an Uncle Tom, everything. Called him a coon, child. Yes, they were talking about old diggity dad. Um, but I will say, I will say that, <laughs> that I do not think that that is Dak's actual stance. I don't believe that he's a coon or an Uncle Tom. Um, which, by the way, have y'all read that story? Because Uncle Tom is not what y'all think. Anyway. Uh, educate yourselves. It's not my job to educate you, but uh, you should read the book. And if you can't read, you should use Audible. You'll find it there. So anyway, <laughs> big ups, big ups, big ups. You're right, big ups, big ups, big ups. So um, yeah, they talked about him. But my my thing is that a lot of athletes, it's like they, you know, it's like oh well, if they're not repping for the culture, they're not for the culture. And you don't you don't have to be out here every day like. I'm repping for the culture. Like, no, please get your groceries at Walmart and mind your business. But that was a nice little subtle way to say, like, we shouldn't stop celebrating just because February is over. We shouldn't stop acknowledging just because February is over. So big ups to Steph. And our last big ups. Now, this story excites me. Our last big ups goes out to a young lady named Hadia Nicole Green. Um, so Dr. Hedia Nicole Green, HBCU grad, member of Delta Sigma Theta. You know, I'm all about the AKAs, but you know, skiwi. Anyway, please, I wish we could edit that out. I should not have done that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I am all about the AKAs. That was my dream chapter. That was my dream sorority. I still may join a grad chapter. Who knows? Um... But she was the first person to cure cancer with laser technology. Yeah. Now see this thing. Look, the devil don't want me to tell y'all the story. So it says, a study published in American, in American Cancer Society said estimated 606,520 people will die from cancer in 2020. That's a lot of people. While the World Health Organization figures out, um, sorry, while the world, it says who, and that's why I was like, Who? It's who is the abbreviation World Health Organization figures put that put it. Oh, my God. Put it that one in five men and one in six women worldwide develop cancer during their lifetime and one in eight men and one in 11 women die from the disease. But here is a doctor in the U.S. who is trying who is the first to cure cancer in mice by using laser activated nanoparticles. The amazing fact about this technology is it does not require chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery. Wow. Mm. So who is Dr. Hedea Nicole Green? Dr. Hedea, it's, I think it's Hedea, 
Hidea or Hidea? Dr. Hidea, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, young lady. Nicole Green <laughs> completed her Bachelor of Science in Physics with a concentration in optics and a minor in mathematics, my God, from Alabama A&M University in 1999. She received her Master of Science in Physics with a concentration in nanobiophonics. <laughs> Pho Wait, I read that wrong. I'm sorry, the mic is in my eye. I'm like, I'm trying to look through the mic to read it and I can't, I'm sorry. Nanobiophotonics in 2009 and her PA... Her PhD in physics in 2012 from the University of Alabama at Birmingham. She also received $300,000 in scholarships and fellowships, including the National Physical Science. Um, oh, my God. These words are huge. Fellowship. <laughs> David and Lucille Packard Foundation Fellowship, National Science Foundation, Bridge to the Doctorate Fellowship, and the AAMU Presidential Scholarship. Dr. Hadea Nicole Green's research interests included laser treatments for cancer, immunotherapy, nanoparticle conjunction, biomarker targeting, drug delivery, and translational studies and clinical trials. So she's out here working, working with the cure to cure hey. cancer. Yeah. So she's testing it in mice and she's curing little mice of their cancer. That's cute. That is really cute. <laughs> Now, I don't want no little mice now. I don't want to keep them. But that's really cute. They get to live to run in the field another day. Oh, my God. All right, so Dr. Green, one day when the Lord blesses my uh, Cancer Research Foundation, I'm coming to you. We're going to work together. And we're going to cure some people in the name of Jesus. Oh, what I think about his goodness. Right. And all he's done. My soul. Come on and take it away, uh, Pastor Clark. Hold on now. <laughs> No, that's real good. I mean, I've been waiting to hear about something like that for years now. So that that's exciting to me. That yes, God. Her hands all lifted up. <laughs> no, that 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 excites me. It really does, and I'm I'm glad the Lord has given her ideas and um, allowed her to see, you know, get through school and to mm. you know just. Invent that. Mm. I'm excited to where that's gonna, you know, that discovery is gonna take, you know, people here in the United States and other countries. Mm. Like, that's amazing, honestly. Thank you, God. Yes. We're gonna do mighty things. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So that's the end of um, Big Up. So, Big Ups to Dr. Green. We can give her a hand clap. Yeah. Yeah, she well-deserved hand clap. Um, so segueing right into the topic, and uh, we won't be before you long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when God said, when he said, I got to give him the word. I know. Now, could y'all imagine if I really preached yeah, like that? I think I Cornelius Lindsay, he said that. Or was it, is it him? It was either him or it was somebody else. Maybe it was somebody else. I don't remember. But they were like, people get up there and they do that. And then, like, they do that because it entertains people. But he was like, you don't really talk like that. Mm -hmm. He's right. So. Corn's fun. He's hilarious. Corn is the best. So, um, I want to talk about the ways that God speaks to us. Now, I know that that low key, <laughs> that went all the way left from everything that we've been talking about. Um, but we, you know, there was already a podcast on 
Well, we can talk about black excellence anytime. But um, I want to I want to come off of that right now. Well, we're kind of there. We could stay there and talk about the way that God speaks to us another time. What you think? It's up to you. What's the Lord leading you to do, Miss Edison? Oh my God. Um. Well, I don't know what else to say about. I mean, let me say this. Yeah, let's let's table that for the next one. We we gonna talk. We were trying to talk about the ways that he speaks to us for two weeks, but he just keeps leading us elsewhere. He must have something else he wants us to know. But um, let me say this: um, if we're staying on the topic of like, I guess, what is it? Embracing your culture and standing up for your culture. Um, there's nothing you shouldn't be embarrassed to stand up for your people because they're your people. Like you. He made you the way that he made you in perfection because that's how he wanted you to be. Because he had a purpose for you as an Asian woman. He had a purpose for you as a black man. He had a purpose for you as a Latino man. Like he had a purpose for you as a Pacific Islander. He had a purpose for you as a white man or a white woman. Like he had a purpose for you as a Middle Eastern. Like I can go on and on and on. Um, but there's nothing wrong with standing up for your people. There's nothing wrong with standing in and being proud of who you are. And representation is important. And um, more than anything, the children of the future. Hold on, that sounded, didn't sound like something was. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, Whitney Houston said it in a song, but it's true. The children are the future and we should teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier and let the children's laughter remind us how it used to be. Now that... Come on, Whitney. Whitney was preaching. Y'all don't even know it. That is absolutely true. And she is so right. The children are our future. And we do need to teach them well. We do need to let them lead the way. Is that saying that you let your five-year-old run your household? Absolutely not. But you teach your five-year-old, you know, you teach your five-year-old how to be treated. You teach your five-year-old what it means to be a strong black woman, a strong Asian woman, a strong white woman, a strong you know, Hispanic woman, you know, you teach them that strong Middle Eastern woman, Indian woman, whatever, Filipino woman, you teach them what that means. And you show them that you show them what what they have inside is so beautiful. And who they are and the way that they were created is so much better than who the internet, who social media, and who society is trying to tell them that they should be. Give them confidence in themselves. Give them confidence in who they are. Don't let, we talked about this before, but don't let the internet raise your kid. You raise your kid. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and take it, look, I'm like, take it away. Oh my God. She is a mess. No, but, um, <coughs> what am I trying? I'm trying to get my words together here, but when we talk about representation, I think that we put too much focus on LGBTQ representation because it's pretty and it's, you know, it's more, it seems like an easier topic than covering racial representation. Um, but the truth is, is that like, and yeah, because what gay marriage was legalized, I don't know how many years ago when Obama was in office, but like, 
that that was an issue then and the marriage has been legalized and people at the end of the day people are going to hate like i can't come on here and force everybody to be like you know what i'm going to stop hating black people i'm going to stop getting offended by everything every time black people get some representation i'm going to not get mad that they have a black girl playing ariel in the little mermaid and i'm just going you know i can't i can't force you guys to be like that like i'm not saying that anybody listening to this podcast is like that but if someone is like that they have to make that choice on their own to change and that's between them and god God, um, I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Nobody can. And um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the world says and what society says. We're never going backwards. We're never going back to where we were. We're not going back to Egypt, for those of you who read your Bibles. Um, We're not going back to Egypt. We're going to the promised land. And so don't let... Don't let what other people are going to think, what other people are going to say, how other people are going to feel. Don't let that stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Don't let that stop you from representing for your culture, for your family, for your people. Because if he's called you to do it, he's called you to do it for a reason. And he's going to use you to represent for your people, to represent for your culture. So don't let other people's hate stop you. Because imagine if Beatrice Dixon had let the hate um, look at listen to the way people are acting you're really gonna boycott target no you're not no you're not and even if they were so what what if she saw these these um comments from people and she was like never mind just take it out of the stores just take it out never mind i'll just sell it online she's taking that dream away from another little girl who is going to look up one day and say, wow i want to be that kind of woman so don't let that is nothing but an attack from the enemy And do not let him stop you from what God has called you to do. Because somebody is waiting for you to walk into your purpose. Somebody is depending. Somebody's soul is depending on your obedience. Amen. (laughs) You're preaching to me today. Oh, look. Come on. Because when I look back over my life. Let me stop. Go ahead. Up. Pastor Clark, usher him in. I know, I feel like I'm praying. (laughs) No, Aeson's right. Um, We can't, can't, um, or you can't let other people's opinions or assuming that they'll say this or that to stop you from doing what God's called you to do. Mm. Because if no one's going to start it, who else is? Hmm. Somebody else 100 years later, like, no. Like, when God's called you to, he's going to see you through it. So you don't have to be scared or, you know, worried so much. And I'm preaching to myself because, look, I'm the first one to be like, oh, no, what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, how are they going to feel? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to offend anybody. But it's like, you can't make everybody happy. You're not going to. So it's like, you got to just do what you feel like you've been called to do? So, honestly, that's that's scary. I mean, it's easier it's easier said than done, but it's like you gotta just do it. Like, because again, like who else 
Who else is going to do it? Like, nobody. There's somebody waiting for you to be obedient. Mm. Ah! Come on, church. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we can't sit around and let, you know, people from other cultures, like, think. Mm. I mean, they can think whatever they want. You Like, she's, like he's inside, you can't, like, change how they react or how they, mm -hmm. you know, what they say or whatever like that. You can only, like, you can only, mm -hmm. like, handle how you approach things or how you deal with things. Like, that's it. Like. Yeah. And they, I mean, if they want to sit in the corner and be offended, let them be offended. Go like, and be offended. But there's other people that are, like, waiting for that next big idea that you have. And it's like, why are you going to let the other little, what, 10, maybe 15, 50,000 other people get in their feelings? Like, there's the other million, billion people that are like, yes, like, I have been wanting this. Like, this is what I've been, like, waiting for. And it's finally here. Like, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. You just have to walk in obedience no matter the cost. Because God's already, he's already, he's already paid the price. Like, he, mm -hmm. he's going to deal with, he's already, like, he's already done that. Like, he's already figured that part out for you. It's just like, you just have to do your part. And he's going to see you through. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. He will see you through. You don't have to worry about what everybody else is going to think. You don't have to worry about even about how it's going to get done. I am here to tell you ha, that he will make a Come on now. I'm getting ready to preach up in this thing. If he has said he's going to do it. I know we said this last week, but clearly the word didn't hit right. So I need to hit you with it again. If he said he's going to do it. If he gave you the vision. If he gave you the idea. If he put the thought in your mind and he said, this is what you're going to have. And this is your purpose. This is where I'm sending you. This is what I want you to do. You will be a steward over this. You will have this. You will go that he is going to bring it to fruition and you will not have to do a single thing except get up and get yourself in position except walk by faith except take the steps except get yourself prune yourself let him prune you get in his word listen to his voice learn his voice and talk to him just spend time with him the same way you spend time with your friends. That's all you got to do. And he is going to show you how to get in position. He is going to put you exactly where he wants you to be so he can put you where he needs you to be so that you can fulfill the calling over your life. Now come on and pass them offering plates around right now because I'm getting, re I'm getting ready to run up in here. Come on. <laughs> she laughing at me. Hallelujah. Come on, praise team. Oh, when the praises go up, blessings come down. Now see, Pastor King would be so mad. He'd be looking for a slow song right about now. <laughs> He'd be kicking that speaker. I need about 13 y'all to run up here. If you believe in God, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I had about 13 people to run up to this altar right now. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> if he only knew. He'll be on the podcast one day. Oh, he's going to be on Kylie's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> now, wait podcast. Y'all ain't going to have, if, if he knew that I had a podcast, he'd be so excited. He'd be like, wow, that's such a good thing. <laughs> and 
if you ever want, he'd be on. I'd be like, Pastor, you come on the podcast? He'd be like, I would love to come on the podcast with you, baby. He should. <laughs> love the pastor we love him we do um (laughs) closing remarks go ahead close already oh you want me to close first if you ready she not ready (laughs) lord help us she she had that whole sermon to get ready she was too busy getting ready to run to the altar that's right um, so my closing remarks would be that um, hate us, they gonna hate. What is it? How the song go? Play us, they gonna play, and hate us, they gonna hate. Ball us, they gonna ball, and shot callers, they gonna call. But that ain't got nothing to do, huh, with God in you, cause that's the way it is. Huh. I changed the words a little bit, but that's okay. What is my point? <laughs> what is the point? My point is, <laughs> I got a point. I'm getting there right now. Get ready to go with me. We're going through the end of the tunnel. I can see the light. Um, we <laughs> the point is, people who have that hatred rooted deep in them, people who really want to get offended by anything that has to do with another race coming up, Um, people who want to get offended by what you do. I'm telling you right now, there are people who probably listen to the song, well, listen to songs I put in my videos and stuff and like look at the things that I post just to find a reason to, when I come back from this vacation, I'm probably going to be posting pictures and people are going to be like, oh, she trying to be out here, trying to be all sexy and stuff like a little Instagram model, got all these dudes liking her picture. Girl, bye. I ain't thinking about you. People had negative stuff to say about, excuse me, about Mother Teresa and she was, her and Gandhi, Gandhi too. And they were some of the most selfless people. They had more, they were, child, that closest thing to God than the rest of us, I tell you that much. (laughs) So people are going to say what they want to say. They're going to think what they want to think. They're going to talk how they want to talk. And they're going to get offended by what they want to get offended by. If it is convenient for them. It's not always, when people do do that and they act like that, it's not about you. And don't take it as a personal attack. It is the enemy trying to get at you. It is the enemy trying to stop God's plan. He's using you. God is using you to bring his plan into fruition. It is the enemy trying to stop it. And he will use the most weak-minded people to do it. So when people act like that, dust it off your shoulders and keep pressing. Because if they ain't paying your bills, pay them no mind. There was a sermon Mm. preached by Pastor Stephen Furtick. Furtick, yep. I was, yeah, I watched that this week, earlier this week. um, And the last thing that he said, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Um, That really hit me. I was like, he is so right. Um... Because the devil definitely tried it. He tried it earlier this week. And I was like, you need to get to somebody else's home because you're in the wrong house. I'm trying to think. I I, I sent it to you. Let's see. Um, Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. Please bear with her. I'm trying. Lord help her. Dang it. I know it was... um, 
Hurry up. Hold on. Six years later. Just shut up. Stand by, folks. Ah, right here, right here. Thank you, God. Okay, so <laughs> he said, it's pretty much word for word, so Pastor Stephen Furtick said, the devil can't take what God has given you, but if he can get you to catch a thought that opposes it, he can keep you so weak that you will not walk into it. And that is so <laughs> true. And for a while I was like, okay, like, you know, I keep, you know, the devil keeps trying it and this and that, and I'm just like... Okay, like, if I keep believing, like, these lies, like, is that going to hinder, like, what I know God's told me that's going to happen and this and that? And then I'm just like, when he said that, I was like, that is so true. And, like, that right there made me want to fight ten times harder. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't let him, he's not going to win this. Like, what God has for me is for me, and can't nobody, not even the devil, take that from me. Mm -hmm. And that is without a doubt. That is one thing I know that's true. Amen. He can't. He's not going to take that. He can only, you know, he can keep whispering and doing all that. But Whisper as soon want. as I, you know, feel those thoughts rise up and everything that contradicts what God's told me, I just have to shut it off. I'm like, you can go on somewhere, devil. Like, bye-bye. you just mad because you can't have me. And you know that God has so much planned for me and you're just trying to, like, just take me off the beaten path. But you're not. You're not. Try somebody else. All right. I'm glad we got that better. <laughs> Amen. But, yeah, just remember that. That that really that really helped me this week because I was like, yeah, that. Yeah, there's just times. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He will like keep talking, talk, 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 talking, but you just gotta shut it down. Shut it down. And that's just like with people. Like you just have to shut them down because that, like Aizen said, it's nothing but the enemy just trying to. Then he uses not only himself, but he'll use other people, even people that you think are mm. good. Like I mean, mm. even people that like you know, even our parents. Like mm-hmm. he can use them to like say things that cause fear. And it's like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I shouldn't do that. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. Like if God has given you the all clear, like mm-hmm. it's all good. Like yeah. So you just have to watch out for that, and that's you know, and maybe we'll talk about this in the next podcast, but. That's where, like, hearing from God comes into play. Like, you have to know him so you know who you're dealing with at all times. Amen. So, the devil comes in all forms. Just remember that. And he definitely wraps himself up in everything that you ever wanted. In sheep's clothing. Sheep's clothing. The best way that he's going to come at you, I mean, really get you. <laughs> not, not just come to attack you, but really trick you. And to falling for his counterfeits is wrap himself up as everything that you ever wanted. That man that you always dreamed of, he gonna wrap himself up as that man. That job that you were praying to God for, he'll wrap himself up as that job. That house, that car, that business property, whatever it is. So just discernment. So we'll have to talk about that another time. But discernment, you need it. Mm-hmm. If you know the voice of um, your shepherd, the Lord Jesus, then you will not... Follow the voice of a stranger. Yeah. Amen. That's true. All right. All right, guys. Well, um, I know this was a long one. This is probably the longest one that we've done yet. <laughs> so thanks for bearing with us. Um, shout out to everybody who made it to the end. You know, I should. What I should do is insert a giveaway right here. So everybody who made it to the end. Okay. 
I've been wanting to do this for a while, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's. Is 50 too much? $50? Okay, so there we go. I will. This is what we're going to do right here. If you made it to the end of this podcast, wow, this is so impromptu. See, I said I wanted to do this. I was thinking I was going to do a makeup giveaway, but I guess that'll be for another time. I was going to do Ulta and Sephora, but I'll let God work that out. But right now, if you made it to the end of this podcast, and I won't be before you long, then you have now entered yourself in a chance to win a $50 Target gift card. That's right, a $50 Target gift card. How can you claim this gift card? Let me tell you. What you can do is you can DM me and let me know, hey, Aislinn, I made it to the end of this podcast and I shared it with a friend. So share this podcast with a friend, share it with somebody who needs to hear it, and let me know that you shared it with a friend. You can also post about this podcast. You can repost something. You can repost my post on Instagram and tag me in it. Tag me or tag for, tag me and 412 in the podcast, I mean in your post, I'm sorry, in your post, and that enters you for a chance to win. You can tag me in 412 in several different posts, not in one post, but you can tag us in different posts. It can be in your story, it can be a post on your page, it doesn't matter. You can post as many times as you want and tag us. You can share it with as many friends as you want. Just make sure that every time you share it with a friend, you let me know. So. DM me on Instagram and let me know. Comment, you can comment on my post about it and let me know and tag somebody on my post. I'll post about it on my Instagram and 412s and let me know and that'll enter you for a chance to win. And this will go until the end of the week. So next podcast, I will announce the winner. Their winner will be announced and the winner needs to DM me or when I tell you who the winner is and you'll get a $50 Target gift card. So there you go. Um, Kylie's still not on social media so you already know where you can find me. Aislinn Wade on everything. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's um, Snapchat. That's YouTube. (laughs) Um, You can find me anywhere as Aislinn Wade and of course everything will be in the description. And thank you guys for being here. Um, You could have been anywhere else. But you chose to stay here and listen to me ramble on and on and on. So for that, I am so grateful. And um, thank you guys for rocking with me and all the true folks rocking with me. You're going to get a chance to win a $50 Target gift card. And um, you don't have to buy honey Honey Pot products with the gift card. But you can buy whatever you need from Target. So let me bless you for being a part of this community. (laughs) All right. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.